your credit going forward because if they miss a payment anytime, and we know if you miss one 30-day late payment, which is they didn't pay the mortgage one time one month, your credit score, because you're still tied to the mortgage, is gonna drop 100 points. Welcome to My Divorce Real Estate. I'm Amber Gifford, and this is my husband and teammate, Scotty Gifford. Oh boy, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how do you get your name off the mortgage? In a divorce. Dun, dun, dun. That is like the number one question I think that we probably get from attorneys, from financial people, from just the average Joe watching our YouTube, sending us messages. Mm -hmm. I mean, we get this all the time, right? Yeah, it's always a common question we get is like, okay, well, what do we do in the situation of divorce? Like, how do I get away from, because I don't want the home anymore or, or, you know, so it's always this question that comes up is like, how do I actually get my name off the mortgage? And right, especially, and we're talking when you're both on the note, right? Mm -hmm. So this applies to if you're both on the note of the house and you're going to keep the house. Like, how do I get my out spouse, the person I'm divorcing, name off of it? So there's really only one great answer for this. Yeah, there's. we've heard a lot of answers, but really it comes down to you need to refinance the mortgage to get the out spouse, the person that's going to be leaving, off the mortgage. Right. That's really the best way. It's like it is a divorce so you're taking them off solely i mean leaving them on there's some creative ways that some other people suggest and yes you can do them but they're not the best way and we get calls how often a lot uh, at least weekly <laughs> with some really scary stories my ex-husband's on the note He's supposed to be paying it. I mean, we can go into this in some more detail in a little bit, but let's tell them about our real option. So the real option to get them off is to do an OLT lien or cash out refi, right? Yeah. So those are the two we're going to recommend in most situations um, would be your best bet to get them off the mortgage. I mean, obviously, if you have the cash to just pay off the mortgage, that'll be one way because the debt will be gone. It. I mean, it's we don't Not really we, very many people can do we that. We usually don't run into a lot of people that have that much cash laying around. In the first place, that's why they have a mortgage to begin with because mm -hmm. they're borrowing. You know, the home is your largest asset, right? And so a lot of our equity from the marriage that you built up is going to be tied up in that home anyways. And so if one spouse does want to keep the home, you know, then the, and the other spouse wants to stay in there, then we need to be able to get them the refinance by doing the cash out refi, but actually using the OOT lien and allow, which allows a little bit rate and term as far as that goes. So it actually saves you a little bit of money there on the refinance and you're actually to tap a little bit more of the equity than you think you can on a cash out refi because the cash out refi is going to be capped out at that 80 percent when olt you can go up to 95 yeah you can get up to 95 percent of the equity out of the home which in my case when i went through my divorce i i knew what i knew right i only knew that you could get to 80 percent and so i had my ex that want to keep the home i was said hey i want to be up my, my name off the mortgage and we can go into the reasons why that's a good thing to in a second, but I wanted off the mortgage. And so I was like, Hey, do a cash out refi, give me some cash and I'll go on my way. You can keep the house that when the mortgage is purely just in her name now. And, 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 and my name's removed from the deed. And then I'm able to walk away without, you know, 
my name still tied to that mortgage. So even though you didn't take out the max that you could have and you walked away for money on the table, your name was off of the note. So if she would have not continued paying, I mean, your name was off, so you were free and clear. Exactly. So I made sure that those mortgage payments were being made until it was fully refinanced too. So that, that's some things we run into is people that stop paying the mortgage when they're going through temporary orders or they're thinking about divorce and like, oh, it doesn't matter anyways. Well, yes, so it does. We, we aren't attorneys, but we are uh, divorce real estate experts and we see this all the time in our consulting calls that we have. So sometimes, like I said, it is suggested that you do a deed of trust to secure the assumption because they're like, well, you can't force someone to refinance mm -hmm. and you know, you can assume the loan, but it doesn't remove them from the note. Correct. Yeah, that's that's like saying, you know, I'm still going to leave my not, my name and credit tied up with the home and I'll trust you to keep making those payments, you know, until until whenever you can refinance in the future at some date, hopefully if everything stars align, right? Like it's if if they can't stars do it then, you know, right with the current situation of of your, during the divorce, the chances of them doing it in the future is just, you know, maybe, right? I mean, things change, but you're just leaving yourself so you're, if you don't get your name off the mortgage during the divorce, you're still going to be tied to that person through the home, mm -hmm. and they're still going to have control over your credit going forward because if they miss a payment anytime, and we know if you miss one 30-day late payment, which is they didn't pay the mortgage one time one month, your credit score, because you're still tied to the mortgage, is going to drop 100 points. Yikes. I don't want to be, this is the part too that is crazy to me. So this is suggested to um, clients, typically I'm going to, probably stereotype here, mm -hmm. but because the wife wants to keep the house and keep the kids in the same situation, like, well, he'll stay on the note. I'll keep paying it. I can afford it through the child support. And we're not going to refinance it for, you know, X amount of years or whatever. Like, do you really want to be tied to this person for X amount of months or years? Like really think about this long term. And like when somebody else comes in the picture and they want to move into that house with you and they're like, wait, I'm paying a mortgage that your ex-husband is on. Like there's yeah. so many facets to this that are just backwards. I mean, like aside from that, they, we need to let them know too, when you do do this assumption, um, there's this special warranty deed that is in your favor where you can transfer the interest to you if this person doesn't pay. So meaning you can take them well, you'd have to default on them. You'd have to get a judicial judgment to get them and take them, to, you know, to court. Essentially, you would file in it, you know, hey, enforcement, they're not paying the mortgage that right. I'm still liable for. But the problem with that is, and the chances of the, you're going to have to default and pay the other, you're going to have to pay the mortgage off first because you're going to be the second note holder over here, right? That you, you got to pay off the original mortgage, and they've already ruined your credit at that point, and you got to take them back to court. So the chances of you doing all that. I mean, it's slim to none. There's basically zero chance of that happening. That's why nobody ever does them because the chances of it actually happening is the chance I don't have the mortgage money to pay off the mortgage to begin with. So the chances of me foreclosing on you and then paying off the mortgage. It's a big problem. So it's not going to happen. Recently, we did another YouTube about the deed of trust and special warranty deed. And someone called us and said, you're not going to believe this, but the story that you told is totally my life. And her situation, she had um, not signed the special warranty deed. Yeah. I don't remember how many, but enough that her credit was being ruined. She couldn't obviously go out and buy another home either because they say, oh, you'll be able to buy another home. The um, decree is going to state that the house was awarded to the other person. Uh, yeah, about that's that. That's risky. I don't know too many lenders. He's a lender that are going to say, oh, okay, the decree says that it's on your credit report. It's going to show up as a debt. 
Yeah, and so that's going to affect your ability to go buy a new home. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted my name off the mortgage, right? Because now my DTI or my debt to income ratio isn't tied up to having a whole other mortgage in my name. So, so she like, couldn't do that either. She couldn't buy it. And then here she was in a predicament where he wasn't paying the mortgage. She had moved out of state and had this home that was still here, but yet the mortgage wasn't being paid. It was going to be foreclosed on. I mean, it was a nightmare. And she's like, mm-hmm. I wish I would have listened to this like months and months ago. Cause I think it was like a year ago and then it was like six months or something. Either way, her credit was being ruined and drug through it. And we hear this all the time. Yes. We realize that, you know, you can't force someone to refinance. Your best bet is to put a date in a decree that states by X date, we will refinance the home into you know, this person's name. And mm-hmm. if they can't afford it at that time, it will be listed by X realtor and listed by X date. So it can be sold. So you can regain capacity of your loan again and get money back. If you agree to let someone stay on the note that you don't want on there, that you're not married to, that you have to trust that they pay. Yeah. So you just said a lot there. Let's unpack yeah. some of that. So, you know, if you are going to agree to let them refinance the home, because that's, you know, you guys settled on mediation. You guys went to mediation. We have a whole video on mediation. You want to check that out. We have two videos actually on that. Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, but if you're going to go to mediation, you agree to let your ex keep the home and give her time to refinance. Um, like I said, I am a mortgage lender and we can help you get qualified before mediation, which is what we recommend. If you're going to be thinking about keeping the home, you know, you can reach out to us and we can help you in that part. But if, you, if, if you're going to let your ex and she has a, doesn't come to mediation with a pre-approval letter and say, yeah, I can do this and I'm, it's been underwritten and we're good to go. And then I'm, you're going to be getting some money out of the house. I wouldn't be giving her very like months and months, like Amber said, to do this, right? Well, you know? maybe you don't have a pre-approval letter, but maybe you're willing to say, hey, I don't plan on buying anything for eight months anyway. Let's give it eight months and you can get it then. We've had multiple people come to us as well they were supposed to refinance in 18 months eight months six months whatever the case may be you decide to agree to to give that person time but the problem lies where they can't get that approval and then they're stuck and this house isn't being sold nobody's getting any money and then they're having to hire attorneys to decipher who's going to list it because they're fighting over that i mean it's just a tumble effect of a mess yeah and you're better off covering your butts now rather than later and going back and having to pay attorneys again Mm -hmm. and try to hash this out, which is exactly what these clients were talking about had to do and their credits being ruined the whole time. And, you know, I also hear often too, like, Oh, he wouldn't do that. He wants our children to have a place to live in. What if he loses his job? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) can't pay it. I mean, there's there's always things that you can't control. And maybe like say Amber said an example too, like, you know, you agreed to keep the, let her keep the house. And then, you know, a few months later, she's got a boyfriend, right? Something that you didn't predict and you didn't, she wasn't maybe planning, you know, and then all of a sudden now you're, you're, you're allowing them to keep that mortgage and it's in your name. And, you know, and and then, you know, you won't like it. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to, you won't like it. And maybe, you know, everybody wants to move on. Everyone wants to sever the ties between the two of you so you can have your individual lives. The best answer is to refinance this with an OLT lien or cash out refi, whatever the case may be. If you can't, then that's what we're suggesting. Like, hey, don't do this assumption thing, but give it a deadline. Yeah, and then if, you know, if... So our other other option would be obviously sell the home, right? And if, in the you know, 
the bigger picture is if you really can't afford to refinance, you really probably should be selling. Yes. If you can't Just get saying. lender approval to for you to be able to stay in the home with the income you have or, you know, within a short time with, you know, all the, you know, because we can use child support, we can use spousal support, we can use your income. Those all have to be qualified. There's all rules associated with that. And if you want to talk to us about that, we can help you with that. But like, if, if it doesn't look likely that a lender is going to approve you, then you can't likely afford to keep the home anyways. So you're probably hanging on to something that emotionally it's more of an emotional attachment yeah. it's not a you know it's, it's definitely a psychological attachment that you're trying to hang on to the home for and we understand that mm -hmm. but do you want to put all that financial stress on yourself anyways knowing that you can't afford this home and that you're going to be struggling or taking on an extra job to try to do it in the short term anyways right. nobody wants to be house poor and you know like scotty said as a lender you can use child support and spousal support as long as it's there's ramifications to it but typically around six months of having that you're able to maybe you you give that person six months and then at that point they can't do it then it needs to be decided to sell the home because you're going to want your money. You're going to want your credit to be saved. You're going to want to buy another home eventually. You cannot predict the future. You don't know what's going to happen or how you're going to feel or whose job's going to have what. I mean, there's just so many variables to it. Leaving it open-ended for years or months is just dangerous overall. And it's not something we recommend. We know that there's certain scenarios that come up and the interest rates are high. People don't want to do that now, you know, but boils down to let's keep yourself protected learn the facts and remove the fear mm -hmm. yeah good point yeah it's i could i agree with you 100 percent what you just said there so so we could talk this to death but we won't so um if you have any questions you can definitely reach out to us and as always thank you so much yeah, for watching and we bring real life experiences to all your real estate needs have a great one so much for watching oh and we bring real life real estate